Welcome to Always Reading Novels and Watching Movies. This is the second episode, and in this episode, I want to go over a few different things. It's definitely more organized than the introductory episode, but I'm not going to get into the specifics of novels, movies, and TV shows just yet. First of all, I want to talk about why this podcast exists. I started this podcast because I love to read novels, I love to watch movies, and I love to watch TV shows. Movies are my absolute favorite, and I want to share about all the amazing movies, novels, and TV shows that there are that you may not know about. So if you love watching movies, if you love reading novels, and if you love watching TV shows, this podcast is for you. I don't really know where I'm going to go with this or what I want out of this. I just felt the need to share all of this because there's so much amazing stuff out there. There's so many different amazing stories and experiences to be had by watching and reading. So I just want to put it out there. And at Always Reading Novels is on TikTok and Instagram. That's as long of a username as I could put on there. And it really did just start off with novels. Then I decided to add the movies and the TV shows in as well. Another reason I started this is so that I can keep myself accountable and really get myself back into watching and reading more. I used to watch movies a lot more than I do now, and I really am trying to read two novels a week, and I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm slowly getting back into that, and this will really keep me going with it because I love it so much, and it's always so much fun. That's the other reason. I want you to know that it is so much fun. And if you really aren't into any of this yet, if you really aren't into reading and watching, this podcast will help you decide like what you really want when it comes to this. If you really want to get into it more, this will help you. And I also want you to know that whether or not you're a huge reader or watcher or not, if you even just like it a little bit, there's something out there for you. So this isn't going to be the podcast to find the most popular, raved about TV shows, movies, and novels out right now. Some of them definitely are, but there's also going to be a lot talked on here about ones that you may find are hidden gems that a lot of people have never heard of or don't even know about. That's the beauty of this. I can share whatever I want for whatever reason, and I'm putting it all out there because I want more people to know about all of this. I'm sharing with you tips, insights, and advice on how to find things that you love to read and watch, or if you even just like it and want to get into it more. So I said this in the last episode a little bit about the fact that I really believe that there is such an overwhelm sometimes of not knowing what to read and watch because there are so many options nowadays. And sometimes we may waste our time trying to find something to read or watch. It, it sounds crazy and silly, but that's what happens sometimes. From my experience, when it comes to watching shows, it is very overwhelming for me because there are so many now. You hear about these shows that people absolutely love and binge watch. 
and you read about these shows that people absolutely love and binge watch, people even tell you in your real life, like all these things they're loving and, you know, that you should watch too. And you, you make a list of them. You're like, okay, I'll, I'll add that to my list, just like you would a TBR list for reading. And you can do that with shows and movies too, but but there's such an, an, an abundance of them now. So you add that to your list and you really don't even know where to start. So when the time comes for you to actually sit down and watch a TV show, you don't know where to start on your list. Having a list is a good place to start, but it's still going to make you feel overwhelmed and may maybe feel like you're, you just want to give up looking and you feel like you wasted your time trying to find something. So you don't know where to start and you just look on Netflix and search, oh, this show's on Netflix, this, this is on here, this is on there. And you spend, and like, I don't know, 30 minutes have gone by. Literally, I'm not kidding. I've been through this. And you haven't chosen any TV show to watch. You're just like, okay, well, I don't have much more time or uh, I need to do something else or something else distracted you, something else took you away from that. And you end up doing something else and you just give up on searching for a TV show to watch, even though you have a list of many TV shows you've heard of that are highly recommended. So that's what happens a lot of times. That may happen as well when it comes to movies and books for you, but it doesn't for me. It only happens with TV shows for me because I'm a little bit more picky with them. And I just love movies so much. I'll watch any. And, you know, like I said in the last, I said this already in the last one, novels, I feel like are very much easier to find recommendations for. So that's really cool that I have this podcast, right? Because not only am I talking about novels, I'm also talking about movies and TV shows because, like I said, I really feel that there is more resources out there for you to find books to read than there is for you to find TV shows and movies to watch. So that is why I want to help you in this episode to find things that you would want to actually read and watch because just because you know just because somebody else is like look I know you like this genre I know you like this subject matter I know you like this and I just read this or I just watched this and I think you'll love it too so you're so excited and you're like looking forward to it and you're like yeah but then when you start to read it or watch it you end up not really getting into it you try and you try and you try and then you're just like no I don't like it so just because it comes highly recommended personally or you you know you hear from someone that they loved it and think that you will too, doesn't mean that you actually will. So you can do certain things before you make the decision to actually start to read or watch something and you don't have to waste any time. That's what I'm talking about. Overwhelm and wasting time. I want to give you tips, insights, and advice on those two things. So for reading, there are so many ways to actually read now. And this is amazing, and this is so cool what technology can do, and I'm very grateful for it, and it's very exciting and fun. We have the physical books, obviously, as well. And I mean, they're my favorite, but I do appreciate digital too. So you may lean more towards digital or physical. But for physical, you can go to thrift stores. You can go to Goodwill. You can even go to the Dollar Tree and find books to read you're not going to have to invest as much money into those because they don't cost as much. And you know what, though? You never know what you will find in any three of those places. 
Because first of all, there's a lot of different thrift stores of different kinds everywhere, depending on where you are. There's Goodwills also, and there's Dollar Trees everywhere. So all three of those never have the same thing ever. They always have different things at any given time. And I'm sure there's other kinds of stores like these. These are just the most common ones that I know about. So feel free to find more if you want. But those are good to start with when it comes to stores that you don't want to invest a lot of money in because you don't know if what you're buying is something that you're going to like. So if you're just looking for something to read and you don't really know what you're looking for yet and you just want to browse, then try those three options because they always have something different. It's like a treasure hunt. You never know what you will find and you don't have to spend a lot if that's a concern of yours. Because a lot of people don't like to spend money into something if they don't really know what they're getting from it. Or if they don't really know if they're going to like it or if they don't really know what they're going to get out of it. Because these aren't really things that you return. Like a Dollar Tree literally costs a dollar. So maybe they cost a little bit more now, but literally that's the cheapest you can get. Goodwill isn't that much either and thrift stores can vary, but they don't have to be a lot. So you'll never know. You never know. I mean, you might find a book that literally just came out last month last month brand new like you know maybe somebody didn't end up liking it maybe somebody read it once and they didn't know what else to do with it so that's it you might find a book from the 90s you might find a book from five years ago or from a few months ago even from a few weeks ago it varies and there's such a big range of different books you can find there and I have found so many at Goodwill. I found a lot of Dollar Tree also, and I know that there's thrift stores galore that I really haven't found any to deep to dive deep into yet because I just like to focus on Goodwill the most when it comes to these, but I know that thrift stores, you know, may have a lot of great options too. And then there are independent bookstores. These are very, very great and amazing because people that are independent booksellers at independent bookstores know a lot about books. If you walk into one of these stores and you're like, I'm really looking for this and you know what you like or you don't know what you, you're, you don't know what you're looking for, but you know what you like and you can just tell them what you, what types of books you like to read, what you're really looking for or anything. And they will have recommendations for you and you can, you can buy it that day, right then and there. So they have like a verse knowledge of this and they can really point you in the direction of something that you most likely will like to read. And more than anyone else, if they give you a recommendation of something, you're probably going to like it more than if like your friend would recommend something to you because independent bookstores, independent booksellers know a lot about many different books and types and they've probably read a lot themselves so independent bookstores are amazing for that and they're also amazing because you can get signed books from a lot of them from authors they also have a lot of events going on that may be in person or virtual with certain authors that come around they actually have authors come to their bookstores in person sometimes, and that's starting to happen again, where you can meet the author, take a picture with them. They can sign the book for you. You could ask them questions about the book, you know, or any advice for if you're, you know, getting into this yourself. Um, you know, they will tell you about the book and have like talks or a panel or something like that. And you can be there in person with that. 
So they have a lot of things at independent bookstores that they don't have anywhere else. They also have many cool little, you know, novelty items that are really just fun and you can't find anywhere else. So they're a perfect place to go if you love to read. You know, obviously there's Amazon. And I know that some authors don't like to recommend Amazon because they are with one of the big publishers and they prefer readers buy their books from independent bookstores or bookstore.org, which is also an, like an independent bookstore online for like any book you can think of. That's another great one. They prefer that because they get more out of that for themselves and it just helps them more. But obviously you can buy their books from Amazon as well. And so I used at the, at the time, not too long ago, I would not recommend Amazon, but now I do because as someone who's writing their first novel, I'm going to go the self-publishing route. And a lot of times authors, when they go the self-publishing route, they, they use Amazon to have their book on physical copies and digital copies. So I do say Amazon a lot for that reason, because a lot of people that are self-published, they have their stuff on Amazon. So you go to there and you can find you know, all the self-published authors and even the authors that are not self-published. And, you know, there's some authors that use a combination of both. All the books are on Amazon, as you know, and there's that option. And then there's stores, you know, like Barnes and Noble and Target and, you know, there's other stores as well, but Target always has a good selection. I, I feel like they always do. And I like to always, if I ever go to Target and I find a book that I think I would like, I take a picture of it just to know that it's there and that 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 I can have that option. And when it comes to digital, there's so many options as well. But what's cool is the library is digital and physical. So you can obviously get physical books at libraries. And if you still don't know what you're doing or what you're looking for, you can ask a librarian, just like you would ask an independent bookseller at a bookstore. And they can help you out with things like that. They could even tell you where the book is located in the library, if the book is there, like maybe give you some recommendations. I'm not sure, but librarians are great resources as well. And you know, the library really does have a lot of stuff. So before you go to your library, you can go on their website, look on their catalog and search for the book you're looking for or what kind you're looking for, or even ask them in person, you know, search the author's name if you were looking for a certain author or all these types of things. And they'll tell you what formats they have the books available in, whether it is an audiobook, an ebook, or a physical book. And you can check it out if you want, or you can put a hold on it if somebody already has it checked out and you can wait in line for that. And if you already do have a book checked out, obviously you can renew it for as long as you can. So they have all these ways you can do that. So not only does the library have a website, but they also have the Libby app, which is an app that you can check out books from libraries online. And you can read the book right straight from the Libby app, or you can get it in the Kindle app if you want. And that's a great free way to read books besides actually going to the library. So you can check out books digitally from the Libby app from the library, and you can also go to the library and check out books as well. And then there's also the word library reminded me that there's free libraries everywhere. And there's actually a website to go to for that. And I don't remember what it is and I don't have it in my notes because I just remembered this now. But just go do a Google search or do a search 
saying free libraries and there's actually a website you can go to and type in your zip code and they will tell you where any free libraries are that are near you. And you know, you never know what you're going to get out of those either. Some of them have bigger selections than others. Some of them just have children's books. Some of them even have DVDs and magazines in them. So it really just depends and you can just go pick what you want and see what that's about. And then, you know, there's that option. That's always physical. So back to the digital though, as I was saying, there is also Audible, which is Amazon's um, audiobook. And I know that a lot of people like to listen to audiobooks because that way they could listen while they're doing something and still pay attention to the book or, you know, while they're on a, on a drive or something like that, or they can use an audiobook as a way to read more books because some people can listen faster than they can read. And that is a good way if you want that. That's audible, obviously. And, you know, it's paid and all these things like that. And there's, you know, a subscription you can have through Amazon and all that. And I personally don't like to read audiobooks or listening or listen to them unless they are an autobiography or a memoir. I think those are fun to read. I mean, listen to. But when it comes to like novels, I prefer to read them. And there's also Apple Books, just like the Kindle app, Apple has one as well, where you could buy books that way too, and there's free ones, and you could use the app to read them and to store them. There's book subscription boxes. These are physical. There's one called Page One Books, which is amazing because they have independent booksellers that personally um, pick the books for you based on the information that you give them. So they will most likely pick a book that you'll love and includes like two different goodies, you know, that can accompany your reading as well. And I think they have a three month, a six month and a 12 month subscription option. And then there's, you know, the common popular ones like book of the month and those types of subscription boxes. So those are ways that you can read and that includes digital and physical, whatever's up to you. I like to do a hybrid of both. And I love the Libby app for our digital reading. I love Kindle as well. For digital reading, when it comes to physical reading, I really like to check out Goodwill and the library. So there's also many ways to find out what you want to read, which can be overwhelming because sometimes you're like, I don't even know. I just want to read something. There is a web show on YouTube that I love so much that started in 2020 and it's still going and it has grown a lot. It is four best-selling authors and they come together once a week on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and they talk about their books that they have written, other authors' books that they love reading, And they also talk about independent bookstores and they talk about writing. So they always give book recommendations on that show. They even give writing tips and they talk to different authors and readers can, you know, ask, put their questions in and they'll ask the authors those questions too. They've done amazing with this and I love how they have it set up, but I'm always adding to my TBR when I watch Friends in Fiction because they always have such amazing recommendations. And the authors that are on this show are Christy Woodson Harvey, Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, and Patty Callahan Henry. 
So it's so much fun. And it's a great way to find out about new authors as well, because they do feature new authors and they talk about, they talk with so many authors that I've never heard of. So it's a great way to find out about different books that you have never known about before. They also have a podcast as well. They have a Facebook group and a lot of different things going on. So if you want a lot of book recommendations, writing tips, bookstore recommendations, and just want to know more about the writing process and amazing books, then you can watch Friends in Fiction on YouTube or on Facebook every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And on YouTube, you can find all their past shows on there, and it's just so much fun. I love watching them when I am doing a workout, low impact steady state cardio workout, and I'll just watch them on YouTube, and it's so great. I love it. And it's really inspiring, too, because it gives you so many good ideas. And another way to find recommendations are, obviously, Goodreads. It's, I've talked about this in the last episode, but one of the best things to do that's most helpful to you is to read reviews. That's all in Goodreads. You can follow people on there, and like whatever updates they put on there, you can read. Even authors have their own sometimes. You can see what people have read, what they have rated the books they've read, you know, and you can read the reviews and that gives you more, like I said in the last episode, of an idea of what the book is about without any spoilers. And if there are spoilers, it'll tell you at the top. So you can avoid those if you want, if you don't want to know about spoilers, obviously. And another way to find book recommendations, find things you want to read, are book clubs that you can actually be a part of in your life in person. Or you could create your own, or it could be an online book club that you're a part of, or you can create your own online book club. So with book clubs, whether you create your own or whether you're a part of one yourself, they could be virtual or in person or a mix of both. You can also look for book clubs that are well-known, like Reese's Book Club, Reese Witherspoon's Book Club. And I know a few, you know, there's a lot of other famous people that have some as well. And you can even go on Instagram and look at bookstagram accounts. And a lot of them have book clubs too. So sometimes book clubs, you know, they'll just tell you recommendations and what they, you know, and they'll like ask get with the authors and things like that. But some of them actually have it where you can actually be in, where you can really be involved and talk with other people about the books that you read and all these different things and have get togethers, whether they're virtual or not. So that brings me to... Instagram and TikTok, Bookstagram and BookTok, they're probably one of the most popular and fun, amazing ways right now to find all the book recommendations you could ever want. So I love that. And you can always check out at Always Reading Novels for that. There's also Pinterest, blogs and podcasts. So you can always find book recommendations on all three of those just like you can on on a lot of other things. Do a search and, you know, search for book blogs. Go on Pinterest and do a search. You can even look on YouTube for things like this too. And you can even go on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, or whatever. You search for podcasts that talk about books like this one. You know, and you can also go to YouTube to search for all that as well. And there's also author recommendations. So it's really cool when you hear about what authors like to read because since they write, they probably read a lot and they really probably know about a lot of good stuff to read. 
So they usually have really fun and interesting, great recommendations. To find author recommendations, you can subscribe to their newsletter, their email newsletter. Usually authors have those. You can just find their website, find them online, and subscribe to their newsletters. And sometimes they'll tell you what they or they're reading right now in their newsletters or what they want to read, you know, or what they're looking forward to, or author friends they have that have books out and all of those kinds of things. You could also check their social media. A lot of authors have social media, whether it is Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter, Facebook, whatever you go on. I personally love um, Instagram just for Bookstagram. That's like the only reason I like Instagram is for that. I love TikTok for anything and everything. And I love Pinterest as well. And like I said before, YouTube is another great way to find authors too. Maybe authors have their own YouTube channel or they're on you or their own YouTube show and you can, you know, find them talking to other authors and talking about recommendations as well. And you can also find author recommendations through interviews that they have. If you just search for their name on, you do a search for their name, maybe you can find an interview that they've been in. You know, maybe you can find them on Friends in Fiction. Maybe you can find find out if they've ever had interviews by going to their website and they will have a list of the podcasts they've been on. Maybe you could search for podcasts and type in the author's name and you'll see if that author has been featured on a podcast or not and interviewed that way so that you can find out if they have any more recommendations to read. Because most of the time, if off, if if authors are being interviewed, a lot of times they will be asked, what are you reading right now? What's a favorite book that you love? What are you looking forward to reading? You know, and a lot of times they'll recommend a few. So that's always fun. Now, that seems like a lot, but I'm telling you, it's just good to know that all of those options exist. So that was reading. Now I'm going to tell you about watching when it comes to how to watch and how to find things to watch. So we're going to get into that right now. With watching, there's so many different streaming services available now. And I know there's more than this, but these are just what have come to my mind. HBO Max, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Criterion, Filmatique, Hulu, Paramount Plus, Peacock, Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus, Sling TV, YouTube TV, Pluto, Tubi, Zumo, Voodoo, Crackle, Stars, Showtime, Direct TV, and there's also DVDs, which are not streaming, obviously. Just any DVDs you can find. You can go to Goodwill for these. You can go to stores for these. Thrift stores, too, just like you, just like you would if you were looking for books. Chances are they might have DVDs there as well, even at Dollar Tree. Or you could use DVD Netflix. And I'm telling you right now, this is one of my absolute favorite things in the world. Because if you really want to watch a movie, and it's a movie that you just can't find anywhere, I'm pretty confident that DVD Netflix will have it. And another way you can access DVDs is through libraries. So those are the physical ways. But all the ones I listed before were the digital ways. And library, just like with books, goes both ways with movies. They have DVDs and they also have streaming. So how do you stream something through a library? You can use the app Hoopla. That is an app you can log in with through your library and you can stream things that way. I don't know if they have like so many options available that way, 
but you can check it and you can see. For physical DVDs, though, like I said, just go to stores and find them. They're way less than they used to be, and if that matters to you, and you can also go to DVD Netflix or your library. But all of those streaming platforms, there's plenty more than that. There's even cable if people still use that. But I know that now there's so many different individual streaming services that have their own content and they're all competing with each other. So they're all, they're all improving and getting better and getting more because at first it was really just like Netflix, Amazon, HBO, and Hulu. But now there's like so many more and that's so much fun. My personal favorites are HBO, Netflix, Criterion, and Filmatique. But like I said, they're all getting better. And I just want to, you know, really, really give an amazing shout out to Criterion and Film Teak because if you are a film lover like me, this may not apply to you, but if you are, you will love Criterion and Film Teak because they have stuff that nobody else has. Criterion has a lot of old movies. They also have a lot of independent and foreign movies. They also have a lot of extra stuff to accompany it, whether that is bonus features interviews with these with these um, directors whether it's directors commentaries and they have all these different ways to find out more about the movies that you're watching and that's what I love so much and then there's Filmatique which is a small streaming service that has independent movies and foreign movies so a lot of the movies on there are movies that you've never heard of and there's such such amazing hidden gems and if you're into that, you'll know why I love them so much when you check them out. There are also ways to find out things to watch just like there is to read. But when it comes to looking for things to watch, I don't think there's as many options out there for finding things to watch as there is for finding things to read. But I've come up with a few and here they are. There's podcasts, because believe me, just like there is book podcasts, there's movie and TV show podcasts as well. And don't you just love, though, how this podcast combines all three? One-stop shop. Criterion has an online magazine called Current. You can just go to their website and find it, and they, will, they, all, they have so many amazing things on there. They have essays on there. They have interviews on there. They have just different things that are so fun and interesting if you really, you know, want to know about movies like I want to know about it. But it's not just if you want to know about movies. They'll have recommendations in there and talking about movies and you're like, hmm, maybe I want to watch this movie. So that's good to look for recommendations for. And obviously there's IMDb, just like there's Goodreads. I think Amazon owns both of them. An amazing way to find different movies and TV shows to watch. And the reviews are so helpful. So look for that. There's a website called Cinephilia and Beyond, and it is like a blog, and it tells you all these different things. So maybe you can find recommendations there. You probably can. The Film Stage is another website to look into. There's Film Blogs, so just do search for Film Blogs. And you can get really more specific with it if you're looking for certain types of films. You know, if you're looking for horror films, you know, the cult classic films, or whatever they're called, then you can... um see if there's a blog for that and there might be or just a general blog if you want but there's probably some just like there are for books social media there's a lot of cool accounts like I said I don't like Instagram only for bookstagram but I do like Instagram 
for following certain accounts that show pictures and clips of very old movies. And they have different names. And there's various ones. I really don't even remember what they're called. But sometimes when I go to them, I'm reminded of all these amazing movies that there is to watch. And I'm like, oh, yes, that's a movie I haven't seen yet that, yeah, I'm going to see. And so if you just go on Instagram and search for, you know, film Instagram accounts or do a search and type in film Instagram accounts, Instagram film accounts, or even search for it on Instagram, you'll probably find some. And the same applies to TikTok. So you can do that for both for both. And then you can also check Pinterest and YouTube for that as well. So YouTube and Pinterest will probably have even more because they can go more into depth because Pinterest will just link you to a website, which would probably be a blog post or some kind of article. And then there is YouTube, which can have longer videos and go more into depth than you would be able to do on Instagram or on TikTok. So you can find longer form articles to read about movie recommendations or things that you want to know by going to Pinterest than you would be able to on Instagram. And the same goes for TikTok and YouTube. You can find more on YouTube because they can go more into depth on YouTube than they can on TikTok about this. But if you search all four of those, you'll probably find recommendations for movies and TV shows. Filmatique, they have a blog. So if you go to their website and check out their blog, you'll find a lot of recommendations there as well. There's a website called notesonfilm1.com. The one is the number one. So it's notesonfilm1.com, which is called First Impressions, Notes on Film and Culture. So that's amazing to find out about movies, and you'll probably definitely find recommendations there as well. So a lot of these, you know, have no, you've noticed that they're more for movies than there are for TV shows, but... I'm sure that these can be applied to TV shows as well. The, the websites that I have mentioned that are Criterion's online magazine called Current, Filmatique's blog, Cinephilia and Beyond, The Film Stage, and Filmsite.org, as well as NotesOnFilm1.org. Those are all, I mean, .com, on film1.com. Those are all websites that you can find out about, you know, filmmaking and movies and, and things you want to know about them. But um, but I know that they have recommendations on there as well. And maybe for TV too, because, you know, I'm sure TV is included in this. So those are all ways you can find recommendations for TV and movies, especially movies, just like I said, for books. But the two that I really want to point out are watching trailers and reading reviews. So these two things will really help you when it comes to your recommendation searching. Like I said about TV shows before, I have a list. So I go through that list in no particular order. Because sometimes I don't even know what the show is. I'm like, what was that about again? So I look for the trailer on IMDb or whatever, YouTube, or just search for it on the internet. And, you know, like I said in the last episode, sometimes the trailer's turn out to be things I'm not going to like. So then I don't watch it and I just take it off of my list. And that saves me so much time and I don't waste any time because literally trailers are like two minutes on average. And once you watch a trailer for a movie or a TV show, you're going to get a better idea about what it really is. Just, you know, rather than just reading the title of it, because that will give you obviously a glimpse into what it is short, very short little summary. It's like reading 
I know there's book trailers, but this is not what I mean. Like, if you're watching a trailer for a movie or a TV show, that is, like, equivalent, in my opinion, to reading the blurb on a book jacket cover. It's either on the... No, it's on the back of the book or right inside of the front of the book or something. It's on the back of the book, usually, I think, about what the book is about. It's a short summary about what the book is about. And it gives you to, it gives it to you pretty well. That's what a trailer does for a movie or a show. It's just a visual way. So by reading the back of the books, I think they're called blurbs. I'm really not sure. And watching a trailer for a movie or a TV show, that'll give you such a great idea and glimpse into a little taste, a tiny little taste of what it is that you're looking at. And if you don't like what you see, then you're like, okay, never mind. I don't want to read or watch that. Because that's happened to me a lot of times, like I said in the last episode. There's some movies that were on my list that I thought I would really like. Then I watch a trailer for them and I realize, no, I'm not going to like this. And I don't end up watching it. And that saves me a lot of time and I can focus on something else. And then I just take it off of my list. And Goodreads for the same reason when it comes to books. So IMDb for movies and shows and Goodreads for books. Watching trailers for movies and shows and reading the back of the book and blurbs for books. And reading reviews on Goodreads and on IMDb for both movies, TV shows, and novels. Okay, so Goodreads is for novels. And IMDb, IMDb, yeah, that's right, is for shows, is for TV shows and movies. So when you go on Goodreads, you can, you know, search for authors. They might have their own, or you could also search for other people. You could follow them and see all their updates, what they're reading, what they thought about it. You can even track what you're reading, um, what you have read. You can make your own reviews. You can track what you want to read. That is an ever-growing list. And when you read the reviews, they will tell you if they have spoilers or not. They will also do this on IMDb for the reviews for movies and TV shows. So if you don't want to, if you want to avoid spoilers, you know, you can the thing is, when you read these reviews, they're really, like I said, it gives you such a greater sense and clear idea of what it is about. So that will really help you so much. Whether or not someone likes it isn't really relevant. What matters and what will help you most is the fact that a review can be a different way to summarize what the book or the movie or the TV show is about. And these reviews can be long sometimes. They give them a lot of room to put in their thoughts. Like some reviews are so amazingly helpful and you just want to go back and you're like, yes, that's what I was looking for. Like they don't just say whether they liked it or not. They tell you what is good about it, what isn't about it, what they, what they liked about it, what they didn't like about it, what this is really about. Like they'll summarize some points about it without giving away any spoilers. So check out the reviews on IMDb and Goodreads. So you want to narrow it down because there's such an abundance of options. So how do you do that? Well, you got to just ask yourself a lot of things and really focus in on what, what all that, what the answers are. So what genres do you like? when it comes to books and when it comes to movies and TV shows, you know, there's so many like for books, there's historical fiction. There is women's fiction. There is, you know, it could be action, thriller, suspense, mystery, romance, fantasy, science fiction, YA, which is young adult. There's a lot of different genres, and I'm sure there's more. 
I just can't think of the rest. Like, there's just, it's a lot. It's really cool. When it comes to novels, my favorite is women's fiction and historical fiction. And then, you know, you can get even deeper within women's fiction, like, you know, what it is and all the, they can, you know, there's subcategories of all of these as well to get more even specific when it comes to movies and TV shows. There is dramedies, which is like a mixture of drama and comedy. There's dramas, there's comedies, there's thrillers, there's action, there's musicals, there's kids, there's animated, there's science fiction, there's also fantasy, there's horror, there's independent, there's documentary, you know, there's, uh, and when it comes to books and movies, there's also biographical, autobiographical, and there's also memoirs, which are great. I know those aren't novels or anything, but, you know, those are great to read, too. There is foreign, like, you know, there's historical movie, like, military, police, investigative, mystery. There's just, I mean, it could go on and on and on. When it comes to movies, my favorite genre is foreign. You know, but with with movies, I just love every damn thing. So TV shows can be the same as movies, you know, there's comedies, there's dramas, all these different things. And you, there's subcategories as well. So you can get you more specific if you want. So you just really need to figure out what genres do you like? And it doesn't have to be your favorite. It could be something else that you just want to know more about or want to explore more. Like, Hmm, I'm interested in this. Let's see what this is about. Even though I like this genre, I'm going to, you know, venture into this one to see if I like it. And that'll help you decide like what you're looking for and give you direction on that. So with the genres, you can get really specific or get totally broad, just say comedy and, you know, or it could be like even more specific in that area. So you just start with that and you can pick more than one genre if you want. You can, you can start with five, you can start with three, two, you can start with like a bunch and you can get really specific or keep it really general and you can start with a genre that you've never started with before and you're just, you just want to see what it's about or you could just stick to your favorites and what you love. So that's something that you need to ask yourself and focus on. And another thing is which authors, directors, and actors and writers do you like? Who are your favorite authors of the books? No, who are the authors of the favorite books you've read when it comes to novels? Then you'll probably like more of their books. You might not, but you, you know, you might want to try that out. Or what, who, if there's an author you've heard of that you're like, hmm, I want to see what that's about then yeah. Or if it is an author that you know you love the subject that they write about, then you probably will like them, so you check them out. And the same thing is with the director, because a director is like an author of a movie, I guess you could say. I mean, I know they're just more into that, but they're a huge part of that. So, you know, you look at your favorite directors and you're like, I want to see all their movies. Or you have a favorite director, and then you know of a director that their style is similar, and you're like, hmm, let's check out this director. I'll probably like them too. Or just, it could go any way like that. Same thing with actors, same thing with screenwriters, and this goes for TV shows as well. Everything that I'm saying about movies can apply to TV shows too when it comes to this. So just go into that. Like, if you have a favorite actor, yeah, you probably want to see all the stuff they're in, whether they're in like a different genre or the same genre. You know, you just might want to do that. Or if there's an actor that you find out about that was with your favorite actor in something, you're like, let's see what else they have. And you can just find out all of that on IMDb. But just know that because I can help you a lot 
with looking for what you want. And then you can ask yourself, what's your favorite subject matter? What kinds of things do you like? You know, do you like stuff about medical? Do you like, you know, stuff, you know, doctor dramas and medical dramas? And do you like investigative dramas? Do you like um, law stuff? Do you like stuff about animals? Do you like creative stuff? Like people that just explore the creativity? Like subject matter, you know what I mean? It could be like nature stuff. Do you like stuff about nature? Like environmental? Or do you like stuff about family? Like honestly, it just can go wherever way, every any way you want it to be. Because there's so many different main themes. There's so many different subjects. And there's so many different areas that people write about and film about. So this goes for all novels, movies, and TV shows. Also, what are your interests? What do you like? Like, what do you like that you do in your life? Or what do you, you know, have an interest in that you want to know more about? Watch a movie or a TV show about it or read a novel about it. That could vary and it could get really broad or specific and range from from many different ones too. Or you could stay simple and just, you know, keep it to a few. What formats do you like? Do you prefer short stories, novellas, or novels? Do you prefer series? Like when an author writes a novel, they have um, a sequel to that. Or they might have a prequel to that and another one and another one. And it goes on like that. When it comes to movies, do you like longer ones? Like I've seen three hour plus movies. Or do you like, you know, the average time, however long they are? Do you like shorter ones? Do you like character driven, plot focused, action based? And that could... Um, apply to novels, movies, and TV shows? Do you like pay attention to the point of views? Do you like it in third person, in first person? Do you like there's a narrator or what? Like that could happen in books and in movies and TV shows. More so in movies and books and novels. But yeah, how do you like the story to be told? Like what kind of style do you like? Also, do you like longer shows or shorter shows? Do you like the 30-minute show or the hour-long show or however? You know, and lastly, what platform or streaming service do you like to choose and who do you have access and what do you have access to? So this could be for reading too. Do you have Kindle Unlimited or whatever that subscription is? Do you have Audible? You know, do you have the Apple Books app? Do you have the Kindle app? Do you use your library and the Libby and the Hoopla apps? Do you have every damn streaming service you think of? You know, do you have cable? Do you have satellite, like direct TV? What do you have access to? You know, and like, same thing with books. Like, how many thrift stores are near you? Do you have independent any independent bookstores near you? Do you like to do online shopping from Amazon or Target Online, Barnes & Noble Online? Or do you like to go to bookstore.org? Like, there's all these different things you have to think about. How are you going to get these books and these DVDs? How are you going to get these digital books or these streaming services? So what do you have access to and what do you choose to have access to. So that's where you, you know, focus on too. Those are the five different, not five different, but those are the different ways to narrow it down to really get you in the direction to, you know, not wasting your time and to 
combat the overwhelm. So now we go on to time-saving tips. So once you narrow it down, and once you find what, how you're going to watch something or read something, and where you might, may find recommendations for those, then you think about this. Go into this knowing what you like, knowing what you're looking for. And it's okay if you don't know what you're looking for. If you do, it just helps you more. Knowing what you're in the mood for at the moment, because, you know, that's how I am too. Like, okay, one day I might be like, yeah, I really want to see some drama. And then one time I'll be like, I really want to see something funny. It's just whatever you're in the mood for. And maybe you're not in the mood for anything specific. That's okay too. Like I said, if you just know this, it will help you more. Knowing your purpose or reason for reading or watching something. It could be anything. Do you want to learn something? Do you want to learn about something more? Do you just want to be entertained and have your mind off of something? Do you just want to watch or read something for fun? Do you want to watch or read something for inspiration? It could just go on and on and on. And knowing the best time for you to fit it into your day. So if you have a full day ahead of you and you know that the only time you will have to read or watch something will be at the end of the day, in the evening or in the night, then make sure you fit that into your day. Or if it's in the morning before you do anything else, make sure you fit that into your day. Or it could be in the middle of the day. Or it could be two days a week or three days a week. It doesn't have to be every day, but it can be if you want. You just have to know for you specifically what is the best time for you to fit that reading or watching into your day if you really want to do it. And the last time-saving tip is to cut out obstacles and distractions beforehand. So if you know that there's, if you really are like, I really do want to read more novels. I really have a goal of reading two novels a month, every month. So I know what I like. I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm in the mood for at the moment. I know my purpose or reason for wanting to read that novel. And I know what the best time of day for me to fit that in is. And I know when I'm going to be doing this. The last thing I need to do is to cut out any obstacles and distractions before I get into this. So if I'm reading, like, um, this is an example, like, I like to read this novel and I'm really into it right now, but sometimes I get distracted because my kid will want to do this with me is usually if you have younger kids, you know, my kid's 14. So that does, this doesn't apply to me, but you know, even if you have a kid that's older, you've been there, you know this. Your kid wants your attention for something. Your kid needs you for something they can't do themselves because they're not old enough. That's a distraction. And it's not a bad thing or anything. Distractions aren't bad. It's just something that is. So you put a bookmark in the book. I hope you don't fold the pages. That bothers me. I mean, it's okay if you do, but like, come on. There's also digital books. You keep your place somehow, however you do that. And, you know, you go and do do that and do what you have to do. And then you come back and then that could throw you completely off. Even though you marked your place, you're out of the mind, you're out of the mindset of it. And you just have to get back into it. it may take you a little bit more time to get back into it. Um, you could just have forgotten something or whatever and get distracted by something else. And then before you know it, you don't have any time left in your day to read what you're reading. So you have to pick up on it the next day or the other day that you have time for it. 
that you have fit into it. So you just want to, you know, there, distractions could be anything. Somebody could knock on your door, or ring the doorbell, something could be delivered. Um, your phone may ring, you know, you may get a text that just distracts you. Uh, you know, something could fall down and you have to go pick it up. You know, it could be like, you have to just, you forgot you have to go pick up this food that you, you know, ordered. It's just be, it really can't be any kind of distraction in the world, but really is, it could be anything. And then the obstacles. What is something that you, that you know beforehand that could prevent you from doing your reading or your watching? So since we use distractions with reading, we're going to use obstacles with watching. Okay, so I have this whole whole day as planned. Like, I'm just using this example because I don't go by schedule. But some people do. Some people like to. Some people don't. But, you know, most people actually do. So they have their whole day. They have their full day ahead of them. They know, again, they know what they like. They know what they're looking for. They know what they're in the mood for at the moment. They know what their purpose or reason is for watching. Um, and they know the best time, the best time for them to fit that watching into their day. But when it comes time for them to sit down and watch this movie or this TV show, they realize that they can't because they have to do something that'll take up the entire time that they would be using for watching, but they just have to do this. So they'll have to put it off and, you know, do that. And sometimes this is not, this is not preventable. Something may actually come up, but you know, there are times when you can think about this beforehand and be like, okay, what are the obstacles for me not, you know, watching like I wanted to watch. And it also could be something that you could totally, totally stop, like just not getting to it. Like, even if you have it planned into your day and fit, and you know, when you're going to fit it into your day, you just didn't get to it because you're doing all these other things which could be a combination of distractions as well. So you just didn't get to that, and that's an obstacle as well. So, you know, there's obstacles, there's distractions, like cut them out beforehand. Just be mindful of that beforehand and know all these answers to these questions for your time-saving tips. And I just want you to know that you really can fit reading and watching into your day if you want to. And you can also do things your way. You really can. You don't have to watch anything or read anything if you don't want to. If you don't like a book you're reading, you can stop reading it. If you don't like a movie or a TV show you're watching, you can stop watching it. You don't have to read or watch what's popular or what everyone else is reading or watching. But you can if you want to. And there's no need for fear of missing out because novels, movies, and TV shows will always be there to read and watch like this happens a lot if there's a show that's like so popular or a movie or a novel because there is all of the time and you know you're not watching or reading it right now you're, you're gonna feel like you're missing out right but it's okay because there really is no need for this missing out feeling because it's going to be there later. It's going to be there next year, five years from now, or next month or next week, or the next day. If you want to read or watch it, it will be there. You will be able to find it at a library or at a store or online or someone you know you can borrow it from. 
there will be some way you can find that TV show, movie, or novel that you want to read or watch that everyone else is talking about the moment, but you're not going to watch it or read it at the moment because you're just not for whatever reason it is. So just know that you don't have to worry about fear of missing out because it will be there later for you. If you decide to do that later when, you know, after someone's talked about it. And for some reason, I never did this on purpose, but I have always been that person that never watches or reads what everyone else is talking about at the literal moment. I watch or read something way after people have talked about it and sometimes way before. So I just have happened to be that way. And I have like it better that way I guess because if I I feel like I'm finding so many I'm finding so many different things that I wouldn't have known about if I would just watch or read what everyone else is talking about so I really like it that way and that's the way I'm going to keep it for me but you can just do it your way you find what you love and you explore That's why I like to do it my way and in my own time and find my own unique ways of finding things because I just explore. I know what it is that I like and I I know how to narrow it down and I know how to save time and beat the overwhelm of finding something and getting into something when it comes to novels, TV shows, and movies. And so I just go on and like explore deeply What am I really going to want to watch or read or or want next? And then just give yourself the freedom. Give yourself the fun and the flexibility and the room to explore. There's so many possibilities and there's such a huge abundance and it's going to continue to grow. So you don't have to be overwhelmed and you don't have to waste time. You can find something that you love to read and watch if you want to. It's really important for you to do what you love. So fit whatever that is into your life as much as you possibly can. You'll be so much better for it. You'll feel so much better for for it. And it's just one of the best things that you can do for yourself. So that is what it is today. I hope you have found that helpful. I hope you loved this. And I don't know what else is to come. But this is fun and I'm going to keep it going. So please keep listening for more because there's a lot more that's coming. Thanks for listening and being here.